I've been falling all my life and people wonder why I'm down to earth. This is Adversity University. If you waiting for somebody to feel sorry for you, then you fell already. Success is best of those who been grounded first. Cause ain't nobody gonna feel sorry for you. Now what are you willing to do? The only thing that separates a winner from a loser is perseverance. And this is Adversity University. All right, what's up everybody? Welcome to Adversity University. And right now we're doing something special this time. We're doing the actual From Boy to Manhood series. And in this series, we'll be talking about emotional intelligence as well as just the process, just the maturation process as it relates to us growing from a boy to a man. I'm your host, Cody Martin. I'm a licensed professional counselor, which is a licensed therapist. I'm a motivational speaker. I'm an author. And I'm the president of Adversity University, which is a life skill platform for personal growth and guidance. And our mission is to enhance lives through personal growth and development, mental health and wellness, and emotional support and stability. Today, I have the pleasure to be joined with two of my brothers. And, you know, these guys are a huge part of my life as it relates to my journey. I'll let y'all introduce yourself in a minute, but I just kind of want to just give a little background about you guys. We all went to South Carolina State University. We formed a brotherhood at South Carolina State University. Um, um, even the master's program, you know, we even, you know, we was in our master's program, our counselor program together. We, mm -hmm. you know, We've we, we've we've uh, we've grown in so many ways um, that it's crazy because nobody who knows us for real will ever fathom us being in the positions that we are in today. But that goes to show how important it is to really, really lock in and focus on just uh, emotional intelligence and just kind of having that stable background, that stable foundation so that we can know how to deal with life and everything that comes with it. Um, so that we can also be able to, you know, teach people behind us uh, that's coming after us to be able to deal with life, you know, as it, you know, as the adversity strikes and, you know, present itself in ways that it normally does, because we all know that adversity is inevitable, right? It, that's going to happen. Our goal and our mission to, is to inspire and empower individuals, but let them know that, you know, this is how to be prepared for when these things come to you. So hopefully by these discussions and these topics that we talk about, you'll, you'll gather something and you'll gain some information that you can, you know, digest and hopefully apply to your life. I want to let these gentlemen introduce themselves to you. I want to start by, first of all, you know, introducing, uh, you know, my brother, uh, uh, Terrence Tucker, uh, of the Tuck Project. And Tuck, I'm going to let you go ahead and introduce yourself and tell just a little bit about what the Tuck Project is. And following Tuck, obviously, um, my brother Rodriguez Rogers, I want you to talk about, you know, yourself, what you do in R-Square as it relates to the counseling and consulting and that whole aspect of it. So Tuck, um, you know, if, if you will, my brother, give us some insight about who you are. Peace and blessings, peace and blessings, man. My name is Terrence Tucker, man. I'm so proud to be on this platform with you, my brother, to be on this platform with uh, both of you guys because I really look up to uh, both of you guys and I admire both of you guys and I love both of you guys. Um, so I'm thankful. Uh, once again, my name is Terrence Tucker, man, son of James and Gussie Tucker. Um, 
you know, I was, um, you know, I'm the founder of the uh, Tuck Project Male Mentoring Nonprofit uh, 501c3, uh, uh, where we uh, we focus solely on promoting male achievement. And um, we're, you know, we we we've been in existence now since uh, 2016. And um, we started with just five young men from um, from um, from uh, C. Johnson High School, and we we have grown by the grace of God. We have grown now to 150 young men that that's um, um, that's registered with uh, my program with over um, 17 volunteers. Um, so we are thankful. We're impactful, but none of our work would even be impactful if these young men didn't buy into the program. So I'm, you know, um, so the first person that I think is God, but the second person, well, the second people that I think is my volunteers because none of us can do this by ourselves. And Absolutely. we all know how important, you know, uh, mentorship is. And we are, we know, we uh, we also know how important guidance is. And, you know, you know, much like you guys, you know, we, we were born in uh, substandard conditions. Where a lot of our friends didn't have male mentors, didn't have fathers. So we just want to be the example and we want to expose young men to their greatness. And Absolutely. we want to make sure that these young men know that you can be whatever you want to be if you just truly believe in yourself and value yourself and make sure that you, you know, make you know, make sure that uh you surround yourself with people that value your life. And, and um that's just, you know, what it is, man. You know, um, in a nutshell, you know, motivational speaker, all that stuff, man, that's cool. But 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 I love mentoring and I love guiding young men. Um, this May, I gotta throw this in. This May, we have four young men graduating from college. We have two graduating from um from uh, Sacramento State University, one graduating from uh Wofford, uh, Wofford College, and we have one graduating from Orlando uh, University. So we are we are extremely excited about that. Um, and um, those young men have made me proud, made their family proud. But more importantly, they are, you know, they are examples of, you know, uh, truly battling some adversity. And Absolutely. that's why we're here today. Absolutely. No, that's good stuff, man. I took my hat off to you, especially for being there. To, I mean, because I just know how, how much of a powerful source you are and how passionate you are about working with these young people, working with people, period. Mm -hmm. Man, I mean, you got a you got a great heart. You're a great human being. And I, I just appreciate you, bro. I just want to thank you for just doing what you do, because we need people like you, um, you know, in this world. So my brother Rodriguez Rogers, let's 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 talk about, you know, what you got going on with you know, uh, our square, you know, just like myself, Tuck, I mean, I know that you're passionate about working with the youth as well and, you know, empowering them and encouraging them to do better and be better. So I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and let you have the floor. Um, appreciate it, my brothers. It's a pleasure to be on with the both of you guys, somebody who I hold near and dear to my heart, my brothers, uh, somebody who I definitely respect. We look up to, uh, look up to have probably saved each other in numerous events numerous mm -hmm. occasions <laughs> <laughs> uh whatever it has been uh but yeah I, I am rodriguez rogers uh i am currently working as an assistant principal in the educational system uh 
and with the educational system i always still find myself in my assistant principal role counseling and giving others advice in that so which led me to our you know our school counseling and consulting which focuses on teaching administrators and teaching educators how to deal with the social uh and the emotional aspects of students who have adversity backgrounds mm. who have some challenging situations and how to deal with staff as well we have staff in the building that you know have not dealt with some of their issues so it's mostly focused on dealing with our staff dealing with those students who have some challenges and also reaching out to those parents and dealing with those parents and teaching them some of the coping skills and some of the life skills that they need to deal with their students and understand that, that hey your student is a example of what happened at home and some of the issues that you may have not addressed so our two counseling and consulting is definitely dealing with those educators to and try to uh you know assist them in the behavior aspect and mm -hmm. the mental health aspect mm -hmm. of dealing with those students uh it has always been some natural to me uh when we talk about what we do and what's our purpose and what's our gift uh so it, it led me to my counseling field I, i've done a lot of things i've done a lot of other things but it always comes back to people coming to sit down in a chair or on the opposite side of me talking about their problem so you know and i had to realize that hey despite what you do this is always what you come back to this is your natural gift this is what people come talk to you i've been considered you know among our friends among co-workers that strong friend that listening ears that people come to a lot and, and kind of unload or, or dump their problems on and we kind of work through them so that's what i got going on and uh we're going to continue to impact you know adults and, and, and students uh alike as we go through this process yeah that's powerful man now I, I definitely appreciate you for doing what you do too my brother um it takes a lot you know what i'm saying to do the type of work that we do it's truly hard work you understand you have to you have to come from the heart you have to be passionate about what you do to really try to reach and impact these young people because they need us especially us i mean we we were we were once one of them right mm -hmm. uh we was knuckleheads you know we were we lacked emotional intelligence you know um and couldn't nobody tell us nothing at that time but at the same time you know i i i if i think back at my life i would wish somebody was there to help me become a lot more emotional intelligent so that some of the mistakes that i made in life wouldn't have came it wouldn't have happened you know what i'm saying i don't regret life because you know the adversity and the struggles you know it, it, it builds character and it makes me who i am today however you know it would have it would have it would have you know softened a lot of the blows that i had to go through early on we're talking about emotional intelligence and we're talking about it from the standpoint of you know, growth from a boy to a man, right? Um, obviously, you know, our mothers gave birth of us, birth to us, and we were all once young boys, and we all did things that wasn't that we probably not proud of, some worse than others. But I want to just kind of ask you guys a question as it relates to emotional intelligence. You know, so let's talk about you know emotional intelligence. Let's talk about uh maturity let's talk about manhood and let's talk about adversity 
So I guess, you know, the first question I just kind of want to throw out there, and we can have a candid conversation. We don't got to be stiff. We just be ourselves, you know what I'm saying? Um, but at the same time, I want y'all to just kind of really take us on a journey as it relates to your boyhood, right? And then that transition from boyhood, you know, to manhood. But before we get there, I want to ask y'all just some questions about, you know, to you guys, what does it mean to be mature? When you were talking, I was thinking about the definitely emotional intelligence, emotional maturity are something that I think is interchangeably, right? Because you can, being emotionally intelligent, you know how to make the right decisions and not let your emotions control you. So what it means to me is just, understanding that hey we're all gonna have emotions we're gonna all have a natural reaction to whether that's anger fear we're gonna have but how do you control and how do you get through that process of handling those emotions so that's kind of what it means to me like you're not neglecting the 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 feelings that are gonna come uh, and i think something that i recently discovered through this journey is that learning that we have a duality and one doesn't have to happen without the other that i can understand that i have emotions but i also can understand how to deal with them and that's something that i've been learning and, and teaching to my students and teaching to everybody that hey you can have those two those two can exist it doesn't have to be one without the other those two that i can have the anger the fear the this this, this that but hey on the other side of that coin how do i deal with that how do i address that so that's emotional intelligence slash emotional maturity to me Tuck, what, what what's your definition what does it mean to you to be mature a, a, mature, a mature individual um knowing when to swallow your pride man yeah you know i think that's probably been my biggest you know hurdle at times um you know, because I grew up with a with a man in the house that was six six two eighty, and um, there was just some things that you couldn't come in the house complaining about. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, and his dad was just just like him. So we just was not raised to talk about our feelings. You know, we we were not raised to complain. We were not raised to be able to have a sensitive side, you know what I'm saying? And when you get into to this world, you know, um, you know, the lack of the lack of um the lack of communication can kill you. Yes. And can kill your family, can kill your relationships, can kill your friendships. Yep. And so I was raised where we just didn't talk about our issues. You know, you 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 know you had an issue and you swept it up under the rug, you know what I'm saying? Right. But that but that that rug hump kept getting bigger and bigger. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, well, you know, maturity for me was learning how to, you know, learning how to con convey my message when I was upset. Or mm -hmm. letting somebody know when I was feeling a certain way, when it not being an argument. You know, I'm just me expressing how I feel to you. That may that may disagree with how you feel about me. You see what I'm saying? Right. And right. there are times where you know, you know, the whole pride thing 
can destroy you because because you can be feeling a certain way about certain and just saying two words can save your entire friendship by saying i'm sorry you know like like you know just the accountability part you know what i'm saying just knowing when you're wrong and knowing but being man enough to express it because there are times where we are raised to be petty you know and we we don't want people because because let's think about it you know we we were, you know, you, you know, most of us were raised within a society where, you know, there's a certain level of, you know, mojo you had to kind of, you had to have to actually make it through that process, right? Right. And you could not, you know, being wrong just wasn't cool or being lame. What, what, you know, so we considered lame during that time, right? But. My thing is this here now that if I would have known what I knew now when I was 17 years old, I, bro, I probably have a lot more friends, <laughs> a lot more relationships, just just a lot more business type partnerships. You see what I'm saying? But the fact that I had to learn on the fly because my my parents were not huge communicators. You know what I'm saying? And right. my dad was a reverend, but my dad would come home and go to sleep and wouldn't even talk to us. You see what I'm saying? Mm, right. That's just you know that's that's not because my my dad was not a bad person my dad just sucked at you know what i'm saying you know uh communicating when i see big cuz you know what I'm saying? when i see little cuz right and i see you know not see him talking to his son going to games with his son you know playing sports with his son, my dad didn't do that but we had everything we needed you see right. what i'm saying and we felt we felt protected so there was times where I wanted to actually have a conversation with a man, but I just didn't know how to. You see what wow. I'm saying? So when I got a, so now it's to the point now where we can have those conversations. I can tell you, you know what I'm saying, how I feel. Or I can tell my lady how, or I can tell my coworker how I feel, then it not be taken, you know what I'm saying, wrong. And we can have a, you know, we can, we can, we can have a mature conversation, you know what I'm saying, without it going left. That's definitely something that a lot of people need to hear because, you know, like you say, you had a father. You, you grew up in a two-parent household, mm-hmm. but you say your father was present, but he wasn't present as it relates to, you know, uh, extracurricular activities. Communication. Yeah. Yeah, communicating. That, that, that's what I mean. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, but, you know, that's your father. That's the guy that you, that you admire. That's the guy that you look up to. You know what I'm saying? Things like that. But that's yeah. important because there's a lot of young people that's experiencing that right now. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of grown people that experience that. And they're having trouble with, you know what I'm saying, being able to effectively communicate to their spouse, to their children, to their, you know, and um, you know, their uh, their peers, whether it's school, work, or whatever, whatever, right? And, you know, not not to cut you off with, but, but uh, you know, just to kind of take it back to a pre-conversation me and uh me and little cuz was having, um, about when he was giving me advice and he mentioned that you take what you didn't like from your father and you change it to how you apply you know what i'm saying you, you, you know what i'm saying to how you father whereas right. i always told myself this but you know what i'm saying was that when i have kids that i want to make sure that i talk to my kids regularly i have conversations right. with my kids and i want to know what my kids what they're thinking you know what i'm saying and so many of my friends didn't have that growing up. They didn't have a man in the house, period. You see what I'm right. saying? So, so a lot of the wrong decisions 
that they were making, you know, they maybe because they just didn't have that enforcer in the house. You know, right. so when, you, know, so, you know, when I came in the house, yes, we knew not to get in trouble because we didn't want to whip him, but we didn't know why. Right. You see what I'm saying? That right. part was never discussed to me. Why shouldn't I do this or why shouldn't I do that? We were just told not to do it. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So, 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 so now what I want to make sure that I, you know, you know, that I do is, you know, um, kill that whole mindset of you better do what I tell you to do because that's not going to work with these kids nowadays. You know what I'm saying? You kind of yeah. got to, you have to kind of really break down why you're telling them this so that, um, so they can really know, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, why you're saying this to them. I think yeah. as I want to piggyback, Cody, I'm sorry, man, but I, I coach my son Little League football team, and I definitely in that process and also being the educator is what I tell my teachers, that you have to teach the why. Mm-hmm. You got to teach the why. Uh, I can tell you something all day, but I need to teach you the why. Uh, dad was, dad, you know, my dad was the same way. My dad went to work. My dad worked two jobs. He provided for us. I love him to death. He showed me how to be a man. Uh, he showed me how to be a, a husband, how to be that provider. Uh, but my time with my dad was, hey, uh, we got to ride out here and take your daddy a plate after I just cook for lunch because he's working his double to make sure that we get this and this and that. Uh, or when I was able to drive, hey, I just cook or go ahead and fix your daddy a plate and, you know, wrap it up in aluminum foil and take it out there to his job at the plant that he was working at. So, you know. So that was my time with my dad. Uh, not that he doesn't do anything. I played football. He bought me everything that I needed for football. Uh, came to games if it wasn't working. So it was just that. But he didn't have that vocal part. And it was because he, he didn't have that himself. He didn't. He wasn't equipped with those two. Right. So got to teach the right. wife of what we're doing. And so that's something that I focus on. Hey, even when I'm disciplining my son, this is why I'm disciplining you because – the ultimate goal is for me to prevent you from making this mistake or encountering the police or enc- that's my ultimate goal. That's why you're being disciplined right now. Is it just me or as we, you know, become adults and, you know, we become parents and we become uh, spouses um, and we're looking at our young people grow up and then in looking at them grow up, you know, like Tuck mentioned, we want to make sure that all the things that we didn't like about our parents, that we don't apply that in our parenthood, right? How we parent our kids. We want to do better. You know what I'm saying? You know better, you do better. And right now, we know a little bit more. We know we know a lot better than what our parents knew. So in my old age, well, in my grown age, I ain't old. <laughs> <laughs> but I started to realize that I mean, y'all, we just touched on it just now, but you realize your parents didn't always, your parents didn't know. They was doing the best they could with, with what they had, right? And that there comes a certain time that we got, that light bulb got to come on. And if we wait forever to try to just expect our parents to get it, we kind of selling ourselves short, right? When that light bulb come on, you know, we're oftentimes in survival mode. You know what I'm saying? We just don't want to make the same mistakes over and over again because oftentimes our parent parented us out of fear, right? 
And I found myself trying to literally stay away from that. I don't pan out of fear, right? The why, like Tuck, explain, I mean, explain. I explain that on everything. If I don't let you get a piece of candy, you're going to know why you're not getting that piece of candy. I don't do the because I said so thing, right? Because a lot of times what that does is stun our children grow. And when we talk about emotional intelligence, explaining the why, you know what I'm saying, staying away from the negativities and stop operating out of fear, that increases the emotional intelligence as it relates to our kids, right? We talk to them. We effectively communicate to them because what other way are they going to learn? They're not going to learn how to respond to certain situations from TV. They're not going to learn how to respond to certain situations from their friends. But growing up, these are these are the ways that we learn how to respond and react to certain things, right? So, you know, it's important that we prepare these young people with the tools and the skills that they need to actually be successful in life, life as a whole. We're not here trying to teach anybody try to, to how to, you know, be a millionaire tomorrow, you know, because we can become a millionaire tomorrow, right? But that don't change the, the trauma that's inside of you. That don't change the experiences that you're clueless about, right? We got to equip our young people with the tools and the skills that they need to be successful in life. Emotional intelligence, maturity, manhood, and adversity. And, you know, those are quite a few terms, but I had two questions for them. The first question was, you know, how do you define these terms, right? The second question is, how does your definition change if you're wealthy, right? If you are poor, if you're an athlete, or if you're a nerd or a bookworm or fathers, things like that. How does these things change, right? When you're talking about, you know, emotional intelligence, when you talk about, you know, your maturity and your manhood level and just the adversity that presents itself. Um, I just want to go back and say them so it could be at the top of your head when y'all respond to these questions, okay? We talk about emotional intelligence, maturity, manhood, and adversity, okay? What's, how do you define these terms? And you could bounce around. You ain't got to try to remember and stay on track, but just, uh, you know, throw it out there. I, uh, as I, I, I think we kind of, we, I think we both touched on it, uh, but like I say, it's uh, it's definitely knowing what, as the old song say from Kenny Rogers, it's tough, just stated early, knowing what to hold them and knowing when to fold them. Uh, so, so you have to understand maturity as me swallowing my pride and then understanding that I'm not right all the time. Understanding that, hey, it is different perspectives, it's different raises, how we just all gave explicit definitions and backgrounds on what what happened to us as boys growing mm -hmm. up somebody else was raised totally different with mm -hmm. that so understanding that other people uh have different understandings of what is being mature uh being mature in my you know in, in the house sometimes was like hey i know if it's my time to take out the trash it's my time to do it i do it and i take it out and i do all my chores that's being mature not to bar bother my parents being mature in other houses may look at, you know, well, I need to get up and uh, fix me something to eat. I need to get up and get myself dressed for school, whatever it may be. So I, I think it's, but also as an adult, when we grow into adult, it's different for us knowing, especially all of us being alpha males, uh, all of us are alpha males, is knowing when, 
hey, this is not my time. This is not the moment. This is this is not it. You know, I, I think we've all been in situations as I can remember throughout college where we kind of let that alpha male, that, that that big dog take over us. But we also now I know that since we're adults, we all had that moment where the old us would have reacted different. But we was like, hey, you know what? This is not the moment. It, it's time. You know, you have this moment. And we've kind of bad now knowing that this moment is not going to turn out right or this moment is not going to be worth whatever is about to happen. We're talking about emotional intelligence, right? And the lack thereof, right? And at what point do that kick in, right? Um, so y'all, we, we, we all met in college, right? And y'all know me from early stages in college to now, right? There was a huge maturation process as it relates to how I used to respond and react to certain things in, you know, middle school, you know, elementary, middle school, high school, college. If you can say it, you were fighting. You Straight up. You was going to fight. First quarter, right? First quarter, first place. We hey, fight. Right. And, and like that, that, that's crazy, right? Because see, the thing is, and I'm sitting here replaying everything that y'all was saying in y'all head. And the thing that you guys, you two guys have that I've never had was a man in the house, right? So you, so regardless of how they were showing up in the house, they were there. So I never had an example of what to be, how to be as a man, as a husband, right? Um, my example was to just go out there and get it how you live, right? Um, as, as it relates to like just the anger that was built up in me. It was coming from a lot of things, right? But the lack of emotional intelligence was the main thing, right? Because the communication was never there. So a lot of questions that that was needed, they weren't being, a lot of questions I had, the answers weren't given, right? So I was left to my own assumptions and how I feel about things, right? Nobody ever taught me off a cliff. It's just, you shouldn't do this. Don't do that, right? If you do this, this is what's going to happen. You'll be on punishment forever. All these type things happen, and then when you're outside, it's whatever. So when somebody come at you, and then, you know, let's just keep it a buck, I used to get my ass whooped a lot for the things that I did. So when you talk about a kid who's not emotionally intelligent, you know, I was bad as hell. Uh, you know, like my therapist like to say, you wasn't bad, you was just misguided. However you want to describe it, that was me, right? And how I responded and reacted to everything was out of anger. Never knew how to express myself, not effectively. Um, and the minute I feel disrespected, whether it's a peer, whether it's a, a, an adult, whether whoever, I'm going in first quarter. How do we prevent that from happening in the future? Right? Number well, I stay throwing out questions that I don't want to be answered right now, right? But so that's a process of how I reacted and I responded. Nowadays, right, I'm the big 4-0. And I realize life is too short to respond and react the way that we did. Because growing up, you know, you want to be the fighter. You want to swing first quarter as soon as you feel disrespected. But these days, those type of people aren't lasting long. And what I mean by that, those type of people aren't living long because nobody's fighting anymore. That's out the window. 
So it's very and extremely important that we give these young people the tools and the skills they need to be able to effectively communicate and express themselves and become a lot more uh, emotional and intelligent because they have to be a lot more self-aware. They have to uh, be able to manage themselves. They have to be able to be social aware. They have to make these responsible decisions, right? These are the important aspects of life that we got to master early, right? Before we become somebody husband or somebody daddy, because if not, then that creates this generational curse that we always talking about, that we working so hard and tirelessly, tirelessly to stop and to get rid of, right? So I guess, you know, when we talk about the struggles of life, we talk about like the adversities of life. And we're, again, we talk about, you know, uh, uh, being mature. How does, you know, your maturity play a role when adversity strikes, right? How does your emotional intelligence play a role when adversity strikes? Did you ever struggle with that? Is that something that's easy for y'all? Like, you know, talk to me. Let's let's have some real talk. Like, let's let's, let's really get into it. I mean, you're not going to grow unless you you know go through some adversity, right? Like that's 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 just that's that that's like having you know that's like um you know you can't you can't really build character without adversity. You right. know what I'm saying? I mean, that's right. that's just that has to come with it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, so of course, mat- maturity, adversity. I mean, they're pretty much married to each other. You know, absolutely. Um, you know, my 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 grandmother used to always say to us that your biggest mistake will be not learning from your mistakes. Yes, sir. And um, you know, I, I think that no matter no matter who you are or what. You know what path you decide to go down in life, whether it's sports, you know, whatever, whatever you want to do. You know what I'm saying? School, profession, whatever, what whatever your your passion is, or whatever you love and you're chasing, whatever, whatever goals you have, there are gonna be some adversity there um to challenge what you say that you want. And if you don't have the you know the proper stamina to actually go through what you're going to grow through. You know what I'm saying? Because you're not going to really, nothing's going to be easy that's worth it. Nothing. We already knew that. You know what I'm saying? And we talk about, you know, we always talk about, oh, we got goals and dreams. But I tell you, you know what I'm saying? You know, my, you know, my young men come to me all the time talking about their goals and dreams, but I tell them, don't tell me that until you're telling me what you're willing to do first to go Action. through. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, absolutely. You know, a, you know, a lot of sacrifices that have to be made. You know, a lot of, you know, you know, a ton of hard work um, that has to be given. You know, what I mean, a lot of trust. You know, and my dad taught me this a long time ago that everybody can't go with you right so what are you willing to actually lose while you're trying to gain you know what i'm saying like yeah. you know losing friends when i got to shoot when i when i got to a state shoot i lost like five close friends not by death just by they called me a college boy right Whoa, you know that, that literally 
that literally broke my heart. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I was ready to, yeah. to, to, to literally, man, quit school because I was just too, too worried about what somebody felt that's not going where I'm going. Bro, I ain't want to cut you off, but I, I want to. That right there is so important, bro. Survivor's remorse, man. Mm -hmm. So many people struggle with that, bro. So many people. But but it's yeah. the insecurities in some of those people that pull us down, and we fall mm -hmm. victim to that, man. So we stop doing something that will put a positive projection on our life. To go back to doing completely nothing because the people that we say were our friends and that loved us mm -hmm. talked about us and we felt mm -hmm. bad about that. But I you mean, know why? because yes, you sir. was not at that time, it's summing it up. You was not emotionally intelligent and emotionally mature, so you did not know how to manage your emotions of what you was feeling. Right. That was an emotion of guilt, brother. So we all felt that, you know, uh, we both started, you know, once we excelled, we went through the master's program. We were all, you know, we got on the RSA scholarship with Dr. Stanton, who's, you know, who's a mentor to all of us. Once we got on that program and people were like, hey, how did you get on the scholarship? How did you, like, it was all, all of, all of that, bro, you know, uh, you know, when you made Lime another week and they sent it back to your newspaper back home, and I'm thinking, like, hey, I just want my people back home to be proud of me because I made Lime another week, me at Lime another week. But when it goes back home, it's like I'm trying to shine on you. So now I'm worried about I can't even just be, I wanted y'all to be proud and let you know that your boys represent here. But now you think I'm trying to shine on you. So now I don't even want them to, when I make it another time, don't even send it back home. You know, don't even send it to, don't send it back to the Montgomery advertiser because I don't want nobody to think I'm trying to shine on you or what I, or what I got going on. And you have those friends. Uh, luckily, I still had some true friends who were happy for me. Uh, but I also had those friends who were just like waiting for me to, oh boy, he'll be back in semester. Yeah, he'll be back in a year. You know yep. what I'm saying? He'll be back in that. So once yep. you make it past those steps and you make it past that, and then you go back home and you go back to the block. You know, you went to Johnson, uh, Woods, you you know, Miami, by the way, of Gainesville. I'm from my grandmother. Once you go back home and you see those guys, you like, hey, and you be like, hey, man, I got a future. I can't kick it out here with y'all no more. Hey, I can't I can't be on the block. I got a slide. I just came through the hall and I'm gone. Oh, boy, but you can't mess with us on the block no more. No, bro, y'all y'all got dope out here. Straight up. <laughs> I got camp in a couple of weeks, man. Yeah. I got dope out here. I cannot be, in, I can't be irresponsible for that. So that's what you realize, man, when you, when you like, hey, why can't I, why I can't just feel good about my success? And so that's what I'm talking to my students about now, that why ruin your future for somebody that you're not going to even be talking to in the next few years but you're gonna ruin your future to impress and prove a point to them. I told people, um, you know, um, look, cuz man, I you know really appreciate you touching that point, man, especially when it comes to to the to the uh young men, because I tell tell my young men all the time um that limitations don't really come from what people think about you. 
you know what I'm saying? Limitations come from what, you know what I'm saying? Simply what you think about yourself, yep. you know? And that was my biggest hurdle because, you know, like, you know, my 10th grade year, my guys constantly told me and my mom that I, you know, that your son is not college material. And by her being the, the, the professional, you know, my, my mom didn't go to college. My dad didn't go to college. So by her being the professional, we believed her. So I went like for like three, four, five years thinking, well, this lady knows, you know what I'm saying? She knows it all because she has a college degree. So she knows that I might not be college material. So right. my mindset was that I'm not college material by what somebody else thought of me. Now, it, you know, so had it not been for some positive black men and a beautiful lady named Dr. Judith Sally, who, you know, got me in South Carolina State, I would not have met guys like yourself who, who you know, that came from, you know, you know uh, let's say situations like myself, but are still making it, can, 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 can navigate their way through college. Most of my friends back home, when they say college, they thinking about Wizard of Oz type stuff. Like, like you're right. doing the most, yo. Like, you, you trying to go do Yo, you tripping. Yo, you bugging. You know what I'm saying? But when I got to college, you know, you know, it was weird because here I am meeting guys that talk my same language, you know what I mean, do the same thing, but it was handling their business. See, I had never seen that. You see what I'm saying? So, so, but I had to go through through a through the uncomfortable stage of transitioning from a low level, from an average mindset to getting over here losing friends, right? And now I'm in an environment where I don't know nobody because you're not the man on the basketball team no more. You're not the man on the football team no more. You're the guy that's dumping ice, that's changing food, right? You know what I'm saying? Working for the cafeteria. You see what I'm bro, saying? Don't, don't minimize that experience, no. bro. Elaborate, because that that's, that's, bro, I believe it or not, you don't know how much respect I got for you and, yes. and, and, and how much I hold that, you know, I was like, yo, my dog really thugged it out. You know, we got yes. these conversations, like my dog thugged it, like I seen you before I even, like I seen you from afar before I knew mm -hmm. you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that, you don't even know, like I seen you from afar before yes. I knew you. I seen what you did in the cafeteria, but I also seen you in class. Yeah, exactly, you know bro. It was like, that's yeah. real, like that's real, dog. Like you, Worked in the cafeteria among your peers and mm -hmm. still went to class with your mm -hmm. peers, you know, not really. So I think that was a, I want you to minimize that moment for yourself, right. because that yeah. was a moment for me, just looking back, that was a moment of your growth and your emotional maturity because mm -hmm. I got to do this during the day, but I mm -hmm. also got to take classes. Like I could put my pride to the side and say, I could dump ice, change food, whatever you want to say, but I also got to go to class too. So right. you, Set your pride to the side, like, yeah, I'm the dude who work in the cafeteria, yeah, but yeah. I also still got to go to class. I'm glad you just said something about that, Lacuz, because the same thing here, Tuck, before I knew you, I had respect for you for simply you was working in the cab, bro. I used to see you behind the you know the food line, I used to see mm -hmm. you change the trash and dumping mm -hmm. the, the, the ice and 
whatever well, all that stuff that you was doing i was seeing what you was doing but you could also see that you one of us you know yeah. what i'm saying just yeah. doing that for whatever reason yeah. we, you can see that then we see you in class and you cool you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. you rocking we vibing you know what i'm saying we got a relationship right. and right. we became brothers bro you know yeah. what i'm saying over time simply because you were being who you were and that experience bro was a very very humbling experience dog mm -hmm. and that is a testimony to who you are today dog you're very mm -hmm. humble in your approach to everything right yeah. which says a lot about you and your character the things that you've been through yeah so I, i'm like look don't minimize that dog because that was a part of your story right mm -hmm. that's that was a part of your growth dog and every time you tell that because shit, i forget that yeah. i forget that you used to work in the cab how he said when we did the last podcast you brought up i'm like damn mm -hmm. he was in the cab You know, I think that 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 you know, I don't really minimize it, but you know, but 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 I just feel like people don't really know how much, you know, what I'm saying how much my 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 motivation came off my peers. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like yeah. you are who you hang around. You know what I'm saying? So there was no way in hell that I would have stayed in college. Had I not, you know, say, had I not met guys like y'all, you know what I'm saying? Because y'all were the example for me to say, hey, these guys out here wearing Jordans, they dressing nice, they, you know, they doing whatever they got to do, but yet and still they handling their business. I had never seen that. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So the fact that I could come and holler at little cuz and we chopping it up, you know what I'm saying? We listening to whatever music, we chilling, you know what I'm saying? Because his brother. Same vibe, you, Brett, and all these other guys that I was hanging around. I'm like, with well, them, like, why can't my guys back home be like this? Right. You see what I'm saying? And it just made me, just made me, you know what I'm saying, think about how much we was lacking back home. Because if right. we got guys with this kind of mindset and this, this, this kind of swag, but they're still going to college, you know what I'm saying, making shit happen, then now it's now it's my job to come back to, you know, my community to kind of build a bridge for those young men who are being told the exact same thing that I'm being told because there's some men, there's some young men walking around, you know what I'm saying, my neighborhood right now who don't know that they can be a little cuz. Right. That they can be a wood. They don't know that. Like, right. you're assistant principal, man, you rocking J's and doing all kind of shit. They don't know they can do that. They right. think it, they thinking that if you have that kind of swag, you got to sell dope. <laughs> no, you got to be. Yeah. <laughs> you, gotta, you can't. You can't. You, you know what I mean? Like they don't know what a switch is. You see what I'm right. saying? Right. Right. I mean? So having guys like little Cuz coming in, and that's your assistant principal. That's that's helping so many young men. You know what I'm saying? Go. You know what I'm saying? Go towards their goals because they have an example. Well, can I ask this question? Because yes. just said something. I want and I know you're you're running there, but he talked about us, and I remember a pivotal moment. And I don't know. I know we did it, and I know we we went through this process. We had a day of being at your apartment, Cody. 
for an entire probably almost 365 days straight when we came to your apartment when each one of us got off of work while we were going through grad school each one of us got off of work and we came to your house uh and did what we did whether we hung out and got a few brews and just talked what do you guys think that did for us and growing and changing our perspective because took i think at that time you were working at the walgreens yeah uh i was on an intern in columbia Cody, you were still in grad school at that time. What do y'all think that did for us? Because I know it did something. I know it did something. Let me say this, because I know Will got something to say. Let me say this right here. For me, for me, that was therapeutic for me. Because I had never had friendships like that. You know, um, most of them. Most of my friends that I that I grew up with didn't go past the doggone tenth grade. You see what I'm saying? So I had to change my mindset, and then I started hanging with uh, my basketball teammates, but none of them went to college. You see what I'm saying? So all the friends that I, you know, what I'm saying, had at state were all the friends that I had, basically. So you guys, you know, pretty much were the example. Like y'all were. The bridge, like, 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 you can be the same age and still be somebody's mentor. You know what I'm saying? Y'all wasn't mentoring me, but you was my mentor because I, you know, because I, by example, because I saw when y'all was going, you know, y'all was going to, you know, you know, Dr. Statton, them, I would always come to a Dr. Statton, Dr. Statton wouldn't, wouldn't, you, uh, you got, you can tell somebody's character by how somebody else feels about them. Every time Dr. Stat mentioned you and your brother's name, he started glowing. You know, nothing but high praise, you know, nothing but high regard. Then the fact that I was hanging with y'all, he helped me in high regard. You see, so sometimes you get a pass just by who you, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Just by who you affiliated with. You see what I'm saying? So by us being within that household, we vibing, we chilling, we laughing, we drinking, whatever, whatever, whatever we was doing during that time. That was something that I that I needed that I just didn't even know existed. You know what I'm saying? But the fact that we were all black men with college degrees that was going to get our master's degrees, we overcame so much, so much adversity, and yet we we still had so much growing to do. Dude. You know what I'm saying? That, man, that was just man. phenomenal to me, bro. That was a moment. I just wanted to touch on that moment because I know yeah. we were getting some of that moment because it was not a day that if all of us didn't hook up, at least majority of the clique hooked up. Like, right, we right, right, all right. was like, hey, what we got going today? What we got, you know, Wood had a saying, you ain't got no money for no. You know, so that was his saying yeah. every day. Like we, and it was as soon as I came from Columbia on the internship, I was slide to the house, yeah. and then I'm headed to Cody apartment, and we all mm-hmm. linked up. Whether y'all your check was getting off at the same time, we were all mm-hmm. end up linking up over there. And, and you know, even with Doctor Stad, I just want to touch on that too. Doctor Stad, man, was somebody that I still hold so much respect, and I had him in high regard. And probably most of that was because I didn't want to let him down because I knew he believed in uh, he believed in me and I think he believed in all of us. 
So right. I definitely didn't want to let him down somebody who's seen something in me. Those times where we really, really spent at the house, now I was juggling a lot mentally. You know what I'm saying? Trying to be in school, want to graduate, want to be the example for my family. You know what I'm saying? Trying to lead by example. I'd be the first person in my family to get a master's degree. You know what I'm saying? I just graduated with my bachelor's. You know, I did my thing in football. Football didn't work out, sure. Now I'm on this path to rapping. You know what I'm saying? Rapping is looking promising. But at the same time, I'm knowing how life goes and the ups and downs of life. And I realize, okay, the worst thing that can happen is I have a degree. And if everything else falls, I'll be able to, you know, get a job or whatever the case may be. But the brotherhood that was built from that moment, bro. Just think about it, cuz you helped me move in every place that I lived. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? But 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 you gotta understand like the type of talks that we had. Look, cuz you were my counselor at one point, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I really had to come to you, bro, to be that voice of reason for a lot of things that were going on in my life. But I think that's something that we all grabs in that moment was the emotional intelligence from those moments from those conversations from everything that we were going through at that moment trying to figure out life and running it by through through each other it wasn't a moment we ran everything through the six seven people who was there yeah. we ran you know what i'm saying we got took my came right. in with a problem today i came in with a problem tomorrow hey man let me tell y'all what happened at work man uh, what y'all think about that? You know, and after all of the jokes, we really worked through it. Like we really worked through right. it, through the topic right. or whatever what was said. And, what, and like I said, we always we joked about everything. So after we joked, we we worked through it, and you don't even know the value of somebody that you was looking up to, or one of your brothers giving you the advice and helping you work through it. So it was helping us develop that emotional intelligence. Because I remember telling y'all about a crazy situation that happened to me in my work, and I wanted. It to go and say something to a dude. And I think it was like, you know, look up, boy, boy, you know, one of his famous saying was, hey, punt the ball, boy, put the defense on the field, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and I still love that kid of the game. Don't tell me, hey, punt the ball, put the defense on the field, boy. Let, let the defense help and, and that he don't know, that moment helped me because I was going to go say something to the dude the next day because I felt like he got inside me. The next day, and he was like, well, just, just punt the ball, put the defense on the field, because you're going to be all right. So that was that moment that we developed a lot of maturity and running it through your homeboys and running it through each other and figuring out whatever we were going through. And we were all going through the master's program mm -hmm. at that time. Well, let me just give y'all y'all flowers. I just appreciate y'all boys for being who y'all were back then and still, you know, to this day. And, you know, this is a lifelong brotherhood. And I want, you know, young people to really understand, you know, there's value in going to college. I'm not specifically a school is an in all be all, but it's going to help you get to those next stages and levels of your life. But the lifelong bonds that you build, you know what I'm saying? Like, look at these dudes, man. Like, these are my real brothers. You know what I'm saying? Like, people don't see us all on social media and all that, but we talk often you know what i'm saying and that's more valuable than anything man because a lot of people don't have 
certain voices a reason. I call Tuck and ask him questions and things that he think I should just have automatically. Mm-hmm. But, bro, let me be vulnerable right quick. Bro, I ain't got all the answers, dog. How you do this? How should I do this? What you think about this, bro? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That Those times opened that door for mm-hmm. us to be vulnerable, bro. We was really able to express ourselves in ways that we normally wouldn't, would never do. I would never be vulnerable as I am today if I didn't, if, if we didn't create that safe space for each other. Creating that safe space, you know what I'm saying, for one another allowed us to be exactly who we are and verbalize and vocalize our shortcomings and still be able to get some positive feedback without judgment. Bro, that's what life is about. You know what I'm saying? So it's very, very important to when you make these transitions from high school or you go to college, even if you go to community college, the bonds that you build, the relationship that you build, man, you hold on those forever. Because you also got to think about this, because we we touched on the topic of having a survivor's remorse and how people feel back home because we're going and we're progressing our lives. But you got to also think about the peers that surround you when you go to college and when you're doing these these, these other things because you got a million people pouring into you because you was doing something positive, right? Tuck, you got a million people pouring in you because you was doing something positive. We all had mentors, right? So think about the impact that the mentors are having on us and then what we're having on each other. Like that's how it's supposed to be. That's a generational blessing. You understand? Mm-hmm. Like that's what needs to be pointed out because a lot of people don't have people to speak to Dog, and I realized I used to think like, damn, like what make me so why people like like me? You know what I'm saying? Like, why do they get moved by me? What make me so special? What makes me so special is people like you, because people like you, Tuck, people like my mentors that mentored me and saw that this little kid that was rough around the edges, he just need to smooth out them edges a little bit. Let me mentor him, let me take him up under my wing and treat him right. So then I go to the next stage in my life and I see somebody that's struggling a little bit and I got a little bit of emotional intelligence and, and I got it figured out a little bit. So guess what I can do? I can take this little person up under my wing and I can show them the way. The same thing that you did, because same thing that you did, Tuck, with me. Same thing I did with y'all. All the information that we got, that's why I'm always preaching, bro. Knowledge is power, but share knowledge is more powerful, bro. How we experience life, we got to share that. You know what I'm saying? And that's going to help other people get through these next stages and levels of their life and, and overcome the obstacles and the adversity that present itself, bro. Like, that shit is important, man. Yeah. And I think that we do a good job of connecting with each other and really being able to open that door of vulnerability, you know what I'm saying, and just let it ring, let, let it ring and let come whatever's going to come. You know I am about to say, you know, because I got to wrap up in a little bit, man. Um, um, you know, because it's my shift <laughs> to uh, get my baby boy. Um, but I, but you know, but I just want to say, man, um, you know, um, uh, that I appreciate it, you know, uh, you know, uh, the uh, you know, candid conversation. And I feel like we, 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 you know, we, we need to, we need to have these more often, of course. Yes. And I think that people, you know, what I'm saying, you know, you could benefit from the next man. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And it doesn't have to be somebody who's, you know, hella wise or whatever. You can learn, you know, uh, my granddad always say, man, if you can't learn from your friends, why you hang around? You know what I'm saying? And that's my motto right there. So I've learned so much from, you know what I'm saying, you guys. And I, 
you know, will will you know continue to learn. But you said something earlier too, Wood. It's been stuck with me, bro. That allow like what you're doing is what you and how you're preparing your girls, man. Uh, you said something about like even if I tell you not to, you can't get this piece of candy. Like if I tell you you can't get this piece of candy, I'm telling you why you can't get this piece of candy. Right. What you've done is taught a young kid, a young a young person, how to deal with know and accept it and understand that that's a reason for it instead of throwing a temper tantrum instead of just understand or like with us our parents may have told us you can't get it and it's because i said so what are we gonna right. do as little boys well, we gonna get it anyway right <laughs> we gonna get it anyway right exactly. we gonna get it anyway or we gonna go get it from somewhere else anyway without the proper way of getting it so you've taught uh you're teaching your babies that Hey, you can't get this, baby. Is I know it's hard. I know it's tough. I, but this is how you deal with the rejection. This is how you deal with the no. This is how you get past it because it's a reasoning for that. And that may be something minute and small at the moment. But now they're learning how to accept things and move and not have an emotional reaction and blow up and act crazy off of the moment. So if that was something you said that was small earlier that stuck with me. But you teaching the kid how to accept. All right, everything don't go my way. But, bro, I pay attention. I'm very observant. You know what I'm saying? So I, I like study my kids from the moment they wake up to the moment they go to sleep. I study them. And I just kind of see how they react and how they respond to certain things. And I start realizing, okay, well, you know, I, you know, I'm a hothead. You know what I'm saying? Stuff get to me, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a react right. But with those little girls. I don't see the value in hurting their feelings for no reason, just because I'm feeling a certain way. You know what I'm saying? Like there's nothing that they can learn from that, but fear. And that is something that I don't try to control my kids over with, with fear. Nah, that is big ass teddy bear. All right. Now, when I get serious, you understand when I'm serious. However, we're going to work through these issues. If you're feeling sad, if you, if you irate, you cry, Let's talk about it. I want to know what you're feeling, what you're thinking right now. Tell me what you're thinking. Find the words. If you can't find the words, I'm going to help you find the words. But I need you to talk to me, okay? And I need you to understand that you can talk You can talk to daddy about anything, okay? There's never uh, trouble at the end of that. We're always learning. You know what I'm saying? And I put that in the, into them early, early on. You know what I'm saying? So Tristan, she understands. That girl, emotional intelligence, she got it. She got it, hands down, bro. And she's teaching that to her uh, her her, um, her sister. So what that's saying, we're doing something right. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But we come on, we taking the time to, to to figure it out. You know, we got as parents though, and I just want parents to know that you also can't make your kids emotionally responsible for you. So that's something that you're not doing. You what you said is that you. You're not making them responsible for you. Emotionally responsible that, hey, I woke up, daddy look like he's having a bad day. Let us, this, 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 that. Like, they don't feel that they're emotionally responsible for you. Oh, hey, dad, you okay? Dad, you okay? And people do that, and adults do that, and they don't understand that kids want to. They love you. They want to be around you. So they end up taking on that, oh, you know, mom or dad not having a good day. 
let me be there for or it don't seem like I don't want to tell mom this or that because they may not be able to handle this and that. So they end up having these moments of not being able to share. And then they take on your burden and they take on yours. So then they don't understand how to deal with it because they're now doing the exact same things that you did to them as a kid because they took on all your emotions and your feelings and now they're adults and they think everybody else should take on their emotions and their feelings. You know what's crazy about what you just said? I actually experienced that um, when when I woke up on the wrong side of the bed one day and Tristan, you know what I'm saying, was trying to avoid me. And then I saw that and I went and had a conversation with her and she was tiptoeing around the answer, but she finally told me that's why she was, you know what I'm saying, avoiding that because, you know, I, I was a little cranky. And I'm like, damn. You know, so that right there she told me that, okay, well, bro, first of all, you got to do things different. But I had to articulate that to my daughter. You're not wrong for feeling how you feel, bro. I affirm how she feels, dog. I never just knock down how she I never shit on what she's saying, how she's feeling. Because I can't tell her how to feel. Just like nobody can't tell me how to feel. This is your experience. That's your experience. So let's talk it out so you can understand that it wasn't that serious, but I understand how you feel. So next time, just kind of take it with a little bit of grain of salt and let's have this discussion. I told her, if daddy give you the opportunity to speak, speak, baby. You'll never get in trouble. You know what I'm saying? I, why? You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to teach you to be the best person that you need to be for the rest of your life. You know what I'm saying? This, this is the long game. It, what, what, what am I gaining by invalidating your feelings? <laughs> Nothing, baby. Your daughter's going to grow up and be a wife. So she's growing up to be a wife and she has to be able to, and you don't ever want her to, and see, people just don't realize that, you know, that, and I, I meant to look it up, and I, I forgot who said this, that, that saying, that quote, that it's best to raise a healthy child to repair a broken adult, man, that is the most important thing, man, that's probably one of the most profound quotes that I heard, man, and I still say it, because you have to teach them all of these abilities while they're children. And while they're young so they don't grow up and they're fixing the issues that we had to fix because we weren't allowed to express ourselves and, and it was no fault of our parents they were just doing what they what they were taught right. uh, i think the first time we shared i think my first time of true vulnerability and your first true time of vulnerability was on the bus ride to a football yep. game we shared yep. you know we we shared and that that conversation always stick with me because i think that was a growing point for all of us yeah. and sharing some of our childhood trauma as it relates to parents as it relates to our father particularly our fathers and, and the trauma that we faced when we were growing up so that was our first moment because you probably had never spoke about that i had never you know told you about the empty promises that i had and all of that right. like we never talked about all of those you know right. so that was our true moment of starting to you know realize like hey we can share we got to get this off our chest and although we laughed and made some jokes and this and that but we really started a healing process for ourselves at that time that right there really put a stamp on our brotherhood for real for real you know what i'm saying because we was able to do that and we was also able to crack jokes on each other about our trauma you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> can't nobody do that with brothers. <laughs> no, nobody do that with brothers. We went in on each other, and everybody's story just kept getting worse. Like, oh man, that shit was messed up. But damn, bro. 
<laughs> but but bro, but again, dog, you know, that's a blessing because we were mature enough to be able to have those type of conversation and laugh at, you know what I'm saying, the trauma to keep from crying. You know what I'm saying? And that still holds strong to this day. If I'm any type of situation I'm going through, bro, I don't give a damn what it is. I know who I could call, you know what I'm saying, and have these conversations and not be judged and really get some real valuable advice, you know what I'm saying, on how to handle situations. What do you think your true moment where you really started to transition from boy to man? The start? The, you can go to start like the stages. You you don't have to because it's hard. I think it's hard to identify or pinpoint one particular moment, but like the stage of your life where you started to really transitioning from boy to man and really handling your business. So the first thing that comes to mind is when the last time I got kicked off the team for fighting. <laughs> um and I realized I was about to throw everything away just because I couldn't control my emotion and how I, how I respond to things. And then I started seeing just the, 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 the disgust that was associated with my name and the coaches, right? Mm-hmm. When I say disgust, it's just this uncontrollable kid. Like, I, we don't know what to do with him. Because talent all was the never in the world. Right, right. It was never about talent. It was about mindset and emotions. And when this this was a a specific stage because I started saying, you know what? Fuck it. You know what I'm saying? What's the worst that can happen if I choose to be successful? You know what I'm saying? I'm beefing with the coaches. I'm feeling the way about that. You know what I'm saying? All my homeboys on the team, they starters, they balling. You know what I'm saying? I know I easily can be and do that, but I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing on the field, off the field, in the class. I ain't doing nothing I'm supposed to be doing, but I'm expecting everybody to have this high regard for me. You know what I'm saying? So when everything started to crumble, I got kicked out the team. You remember, I didn't have a jersey number. You remember, I didn't even have a football player as a teammate. My teammate was the equipment manager. I mean, excuse me, roommate. My roommate was the equipment manager. So I'm on a football team, but I don't even have a football player as my roommate. My roommate is the equipment manager. It's like, okay, all right, bro, you got to do something a little bit different. But what's the worst can happen if you choose to be successful? You know what I'm saying? So I said, okay, I'm going to just go ahead and go out there and just give it all I got. I don't want to lose my scholarship. I really do want to graduate no matter how, you know, regardless of how I'm responding to things, I really want to graduate. So that mindset starts to shift, right? And and when it started to shift, I was going to practice every day on scout team, doing what I was supposed to do. I was on a special team scout team, doing what I was supposed to do, going 110%. And I was finally noticed at that point. And when I started getting the feedback from my teammates, when I started getting the positive feedback from the coaches, you know what I'm saying? And then when I walked in that coach's office that day and coach said, you know, I see what you're doing. Coach Pugh said, I see what you're doing. I'm going to let you back on the football team. That told me, hey, boy, you got to keep doing something different. You got to keep doing something different, bro, because when you do something different, different outcomes occurs, bro. And I'll be damned if 
once I once he let me back on the football team and I proved myself and I got that 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 starting position, I began to be so humble in everything that I did. Because before that, I had a big head, bro. You know what I'm saying? Remember, I, I had a deal on, on on the table. I was, you know what I'm saying? Remember, I had that manager going on. And I was, mm-hmm. all that stuff was going on. And I started getting a big head. All this money finna start coming in. But then the money didn't, never came in. Right? So now you start with like, damn, okay. What goes up comes down. You know what I'm saying? And now... You can't stand on nothing. You can't stand on money. You can't stand on status. All you can stand on is your character. And your character go determine your outcome. And I chose to build up my character, bro. And when I did that, everything started changing for me, bro. Every single thing started changing for me. Now, I can't say I cleaned up 100%, but it was damn show 90. You understand? And my whole life trajectory just changed, bro. And I'm here today to be able to speak on it you know so that was that was the moment that that changed right there because i almost threw my whole life away you know what i'm saying and then i i i grabbed hold of it and i ain't never let it go bro i'm blessed to be in this position today that i'm in you know what i'm saying i'm blessed to have the type of friends and brothers that i have you know what i'm saying because you know having having the friends and the brothers that i have it, it forces me to, to grow you know what I'm saying? Because everybody around me, they're constantly growing. Nobody really you knows uh, being stagnant, right? Everybody trying try to do better. Everybody got goals and aspirations. Everybody's accomplishing certain things. And I feel as if, you know, I'm all, I've been a competitive person since day one. And I'm always competing with myself to try to be a better person. I'm always trying to be better tomorrow than I was the day before. And in doing that, I see and feel the growth, bro. And it's and it's, it's it's literally spilling out on other people. And there's no better feeling than that for me, bro. The perseverance of me, adversity, then success is right around the corner. You just gotta be willing to keep going. This is adversity university. What's your plan? You gonna keep your feet planted or you gonna keep your feet moving? And success is the next step. And what you gonna do? Adversity University.